As we continue on our study in the book of John, we're going to be in John chapter 12, 37 through the end of the chapter. And once again, as we so many times have been in the book of John, as we've worked through this journey, we are talking about faith. And I think one of the reasons why we consistently are coming back again and again to faith, one of the reasons is that there's so many aspects to what it means to trust Jesus. But I think maybe even deeper than that is that every single part of the Christian life must be done through faith in Jesus. We're learning that to believe in him and then to live out our whole lives through a vibrant trust and confidence in Jesus is the only way to have true life. And so we're going to read the passage, and then we're going to talk for just a a minute about uh, how Jesus explains faith to us. So this is John 12, starting in verse 37. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe. For again, Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come to the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I did not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that this commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Uh, In this first section of this passage, we get the two quotations from Isaiah. And one of the big questions comes up when we read this in verse 39, where it says, therefore, they could not believe. Uh, We talk about the fact that faith is a gift. In Ephesians chapter 2, Paul clearly tells us that faith is a gift. And, And why is that? Why is it that for those who are fallen sinners, who have rebelled against God, turned away from God, that if they are going to believe in Jesus, that it must be a gift? Well, what verse 39 here is not saying is that we don't have the capacity to believe. Uh, What I mean by that is it's not that we don't have the faculty, the ability. Uh, We trust in things all the time. We put our faith in things all the time. God has put implanted in human beings the ability to trust. So it's not that we don't have the ability to trust. It's not that we don't have the ability to believe. The problem is what we see in verse 40 
is not with our ability to believe, but it is with our hard hearts. And because our hearts are hard towards Jesus, because we don't love him the way we should, we don't have affections for him. It's not that we can't physically believe in him. It's that we won't believe in him. We are blocked, not because we don't have the capacity, but because our hearts are not right. And that's why if we are to believe in Jesus, if we are to turn to him and have life in his name, it must come to us as a gift. God must work in our hearts, changing us, transforming us. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus back in chapter 3, that for someone to see the kingdom and to enter the kingdom, they must be born again. And unless this uh, being born again happens to us, then as it says in verse 39, we cannot, we could not believe. But then there's this interesting uh, couple verses here towards the end of the section in verses 42 and 43. What we learn is that there were some people who, I guess in a sense, believed in the facts of Jesus. They heard what Jesus said, they saw what Jesus did, and they thought, yeah, okay, he's the guy, he's the Messiah, he's someone that, that we should trust. And so in a sense, they believed in him. But what we're learning here about faith is that faith isn't just mental assent to certain facts. It is even just saying that, hey, I believe that that is true. That's not what biblical faith is. Uh, these people believed that Jesus was who he says, said he was. But what's the problem? Well, the problem is they weren't willing to confess it. They weren't willing to own it. They weren't really willing to put their full confidence in Jesus because they loved the glory of man more than the glory of God. And I think this helps us understand a very uh, important, famous passage in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. This is what it says. It says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Now, I think sometimes what this passage is taken to mean is, hey, if, you just, if someone just uh, believes the facts about Jesus and says out loud, I believe in Jesus, then they will be saved. But I think when you combine John chapter 12, verses 42 and 43 with Romans 10, 9 and 10, this is what we're seeing. True faith, real faith, saving faith is a faith that both assents to the facts that Jesus came, he lived, he died, he rose from the dead, that it says, hey, I believe that's true. I believe Jesus is the Savior. But saving faith does more than that. It's not just mental assent to certain facts. Saving faith actually confesses Christ to be our confidence, that we actually move the trust of our life, both for our salvation before God, but also just for everything, for eternal life, for satisfaction in God. We move our whole lives over and we confess Jesus. We own Jesus. We accept and receive and claim Jesus as our own and as our Savior. And that's why the faith of these authorities in verse 42 fell short. That even though they maybe had moved to a place where mentally they thought, okay, maybe Jesus is who he says he is. 
because of their hearts, because of their hard hearts, because of the love of the glory of man, they weren't willing to confess Jesus. They weren't willing willing to own him, to receive him, and to place their confidence in him, uh, which is very sad. And then at the end of this chapter, Jesus talks about his word. And it's kind of two things we see, how his word plays into belief. For those who do believe, they believe on the authority of his word. Jesus has spoken, and what he has spoken is the truth about himself. It is the truth of the gospel. And when we believe in Jesus through his word, we actually believe in God. Because Jesus is God, and he is God's mediator, the only mediator between God and man. But if we do not receive Jesus, then his words will actually stand as our judge. That his words, as it says in verse 48, the one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. So here's the sobering thought. We either believe in Jesus and he is our savior, or we reject Jesus and he will be our judge. There is no in-between, and it places the greatest emphasis on faith, not just a faith that assents to the mental facts, not just a faith that says, oh yeah, I believe Jesus existed, I believe he died, I believe he rose. No, no, uh, the, the saving faith that Jesus calls us to is a faith where we actually confess him as Lord, we transfer our confidence to him, and we walk with him as our Savior and as our God. Hope you enjoy the rest of your discussion about this uh, awesome passage about faith.